Welcome to an American view of British science fiction with your host Stephen Kelly. Welcome. My name is Stephen Kelly. I'm going to be your host here for this, the fourth episode of An American View of British Science Fiction. This is kind of going to be an off-topic episode. Main reason is we had two episodes talking about post-apocalyptic fiction from the 1980s. I sort of wanted to switch gears here. If you recall last week, I was discussing that we had to sort of delay the show a little bit because my wife and I had attended a comic book convention. And so I decided to kind of talk about the convention scene in the city that I live in, which is Kansas City, Missouri, and how that's changed over the years and sort of like my history going to conventions and stuff. Figured it would be a nice little diversion here before we get back to business next week. So... Before we get real started, remember to check out this podcast companion site, an American View of British Science Fiction.com. I've got news, I've got reviews, and I've got other great content like the show notes for this very podcast. Don't forget that I'm now on iTunes and the iTunes Store, so be sure to check that out. And while you're there, feel free to drop a few stars and a review in my direction. I'm also on Stitcher Streaming Radio, and you can find links to that and all the other social media sites that I have set up on the main website. Now that that's out of the way, let's get started. So, I've been going to conventions now for probably 10 years. Um, for a long time, I actually went to anime conventions. That's at, Up until recently, I was a huge anime fan, and I still am, but... I'm not as big into the fandom of it anymore, and I'll kind of explain that why. We used to, every year back when gas was kind of cheaper than it is now, and this is one of the reasons I don't go to this anymore, we would actually pack up and get a large group of people together. Um, I think we had 15, almost 20 people a couple times, and we would drive upwards of nine hours straight south of here to Dallas, Texas, to go to one of the larger anime conventions around. Because up until that point, this area did not have anime conventions that I knew of. If they, and they, if they did, they were incredibly small and not publicized at all. I do recall um, being the president of the local anime club, we would get things in the mail occasionally for conventions in like Columbia, which is hours away in St. Louis. It just always seemed like the Kansas City area was never really a big convention hotspot. And, you know, now I live in Kansas City, more or less, and I'm really impressed with how the city has basically turned itself completely around and is becoming, I don't want to say a vacation spot, but it's definitely becoming a place that people like to go. Um, The World Series was one of the things last year that I think really put it on the map because we were uh, constantly on television 
for the first time in a while. You know, you look at 20 years ago, Kansas City got hit pretty bad by recession and uh, gang issues caused a lot of problems downtown. And, you know, the city just sort of started to fall apart a little bit. And watching what has happened these last couple decades has been really awesome, seeing it kind of rebound. But what's more important than that is uh, last year we had decided to attend Planet Comic Con. One of the main reasons that I don't go to too many anime conventions, why I ultimately chose Planet Comic Con, is largely because of my age. I'm actually 32 years old, and most anime conventions seem to cater towards a crowd that is somewhere around 12 years old to 17, if not younger. And I'm not, you know, a get-off-my-lawn type of guy, grizzled old man walking around, but... A bunch of unsupervised kids kind of isn't my thing. (laughs) I, you know, a couple years back, I witnessed things like pulled fire fire alarms at a convention where some moron basically made it to where the the entire, like 10,000 people all had to go outside and stand out in the parking lot. I've seen, you know, trash all over places kids that are making out in hallways and other things it's just kind of got to the point where i'm like you know what i don't really want to stay in a hotel if i can help it and i don't really like going around a bunch of teenagers because i'm not a teenager (laughs) maybe 15 years ago it would have been awesome not so much now so we originally decided to go to planet comic-con because uh doctor who fans will recognize the name sylvester mccoy actually attended last year and I remember knowing about Planet Comic Con, but there never was a huge draw. It seemed like they they would get some decent guests, but it was your typical convention circuit people. Like you would end up having at the time um, appearances by Lou Ferrigno almost every year, people like that. And there's no slide of that, but you get the same people multiple years in a row, and it just kind of gets old. But that year that they announced Sylvester McCoy, you could tell they definitely took a step up in their budget and were trying to bring in some new blood. They also, that year, had a reunion of sorts for the majority of the Star Trek The Next Generation cast. So the the main cast, minus Whoopi Goldberg, which, you know, she's that could be argued that she's a secondary cast member, and Patrick Stewart were pretty much there which was awesome. I did not pay the, there was a, a um, like a, a special Q and a that week where they actually assembled everyone and did a large scale panel. And, uh, William Shatner was there to moderate. I did not throw down the extra cash. I actually missed out on the opportunity to do so. Um, by the time I was like, yeah, I might think about doing that. It was already closed off. So that was unfortunate, but we enjoyed ourselves nonetheless. And the one thing that really got me excited about Planet Comic Con are the panels. Now, when I go to conventions, that's actually what I like the most, are the panels. It, you can have the dealer room, which is gigantic at, at Planet Comic Con, because it's held at Bartle Hall, which is a large convention center. It's the place where they have a lot of uh, like auto shows and stuff like that, and it, it's gigantic. There, there is a sizable dealer room, but unlike some conventions, you're not basically paying $50 just to go into a dealer room, which I always think is stupid when people do that because 
it's just kind of you're paying in order to pay more money or look at stuff that you're not going to buy. And it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. So to get the more bang for my buck, I usually will go and try to do as much of the planned programming that they have that I can. And so last year I hit up a lot of the panels. You know, we had ones by Margot Kidder. Um, There was a lot of the people from Star Trek actually paired off and did panels. And uh, Will Wheaton was actually there last year. But for the most part, the big draw was Sylvester McCoy last year. We ended up basically going to his Q&A and expecting him to kind of sit up at the front like a lot of them did with a microphone in hand and just answer a few questions. But honestly, the highlight of McCoy's panel was he uh, didn't do that. He got up, walked around in the crowd, high-fived people, gave people hugs. It was really awesome. Um, One of the highlights, uh, the main highlights of it, was that McCoy (laughs) did an impromptu session of uh, spoon playing like he did in a couple episodes of Doctor Who. He played the spoons on Darth Vader's head and had a few people playing a kazoo to do the Doctor Who theme. That's honestly something that didn't think we would ever see at a convention like that. Needless to say, up until that exact moment, that was the best panel I have ever attended. And um, if you ever are at a convention you get a chance to see Sylvester McCoy at a con or some sort of appearance, please do it. He is awesome. It wasn't just Doctor Who stuff. He actually talked about The Hobbit quite a bit, so that was good. That same year, uh, we actually noticed that there was a performance of a puppet show that a gentleman put on called the Timey Wimey Puppet Show. And it's a one-man Punch and Judy-style puppet show for kids and adults. And the guy behind it, Mike Horner, actually makes all the puppets, does all the voices, has music accompaniment, brought up people from the audience. It was awesome. Um, Probably a little more geared towards kids and everything, but it was still really fun. So that takes us to this last year. Um, well, a couple months ago, we actually decided pretty much immediately to go this year because right off the bat, they announced that at the time, this was, you know, back in winter, they had announced that John Barrowman was going to be coming. And then they announced that a couple other people from Torchwood were going to be there, which was awesome. Um, it coincided with John Barrowman being there was um, tying in to later on, they announced that Stephen Amell was going to be there from the show Arrow and a few other people, and that was the main reason. Well, unfortunately, he had to cancel, and that was a shame. So, for there was a little bit of time where we were kind of going, well, who are we going to, you know, go to see? Do we want to go this year and everything? And lo and behold, uh, Karen Gillan actually ended up going to Kansas City of all places this past year. So, as it went. The Planet Comic Con from this past year ended up having Carrie Ellis, Michael Rooker, Karen Gillan, Stephen Amell, his cousin Robbie Amell, Scott Wilson from Walking Dead, a couple of Power Rangers, Caitlin Blackwood, also from Doctor Who, who also played Amelia Pond, the young version, Sean Gunn, etc. I mean, there was... It was pretty awesome the cat the group that they got I almost said cast but you know the uh the guest list so this year was more of the same we went primarily for the panels 
and there were some real highlights. You know, last year we had a few people that did some pretty good Q&A sessions and stuff, but this year everyone sort of hit it out of the park. One of the best ones we went to was probably uh, Garrett Wong, who is popular for playing Ensign Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager. He basically did a stand-up routine. It was hilarious. Talking about the first time he met William Shatner and how Shatner barely shook his hand and then acted disgusted to touch him or something. And then like later on, he met him and asked him about that. He's like, why would I do that? Why would I have done that? And constantly throwing in uh, voices and stuff. You could tell he was having a, a heck of a time. He actually talked about how he helps run Dragon Con, which is another con down in the, I believe it's, oh, Georgia, I think. But talking about that and some other things. Uh, we saw Carrie Ellis did a panel um, basically promoting the book that he recently did, talking about his tenure on, uh, well, on the the popular movie Princess Bride. A lot of it was Andre the Giant stories, which me being a pro wrestling fan were awesome hearing about that and how he, Andre the Giant, inadvertently broke his foot during the filming of Princess Bride by tricking him into riding some sort of all-terrain vehicle and causing him to, you know, he didn't know how to ride it correctly and hurt himself. <laughs> Probably... Um, you know, and Karen Gillan was there, and she actually attended Caitlin Blackwood's panel and vice versa. That was kind of awesome, getting to see both of them and hear them talk. Uh, Caitlin Blackwood is now, I think, getting close to like 13 or 14 or something. I can't remember exactly. And she's you can tell very shy about being a, set, a celebrity of any kind, but it was pretty awesome to see her come out to Kansas City you know, and that way we got to see, have some Doctor Who folks here. Now, probably the best panel of the night, which may or may not have topped the panel from last year with Sylvester McCoy, was there was actually a Guardians of the Galaxy panel with Michael Rooker and Sean Gunn. Now, Michael Rooker is famous both for Guardians of the Galaxy playing a character named Yondu, He's also on, um, he was on the first few seasons of Walking Dead. Now, Michael Rooker is one of those guys that just doesn't give a crap, basically. And even though there were kids in the audience and stuff, he just kind of did it the way he wanted to. So <laughs> there was a lot of inappropriate things that were said. And it just made for a hilarious panel. It wasn't anything over the top, but <laughs> it was just kind of like, the constant warnings of uh, b between him and Gunn saying, Rooker, there's kids in the audience. What are you doing, man? was hilarious. They even did at one point a speed round where they had to force people to come ask questions that were very short, and he was contradicting himself in every other question. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, that's basically the panels this year. Now... I was pretty impressed with Planet Comic Con this year. It was large. It had a lot of stuff available to purchase. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, parking. And I can say that the past couple of years, that was the main issue with this convention, was that the area that it's held in has a lot of space. But when they run it 
the last two years, they've ran it concurrently with Big 12 basketball. So you end up having, I believe they said that upwards of 40,000 people attended Planet Comic Con this year. And I, I'm not 100% sure how many people attended the NCAA basketball, but I would venture to say it's probably quite a few as well. So with all those people needing to get parking places down in the city, you can imagine the problem that was going on. Most parking garages that um, were kind of out of the way last year, like we ended up parking in uh, a garage that was basically vacant last year, was full to the brim this year. They had people parking miles away, (laughs) taking buses and stuff in. And so I was happy to find out that they're actually going to be moving the convention next year to another location, or well, not to another location, but another uh, another er like uh, time frame. They're going to basically take it and not have it in March and move it up to May. So that should alleviate any issues we're going to have whatsoever. And I am more than happy for that. It'll also alleviate a problem which could cause there to be tons more people there in that the last few years they've actually ran the convention the same exact week as an anime convention, forcing some fans that might like both to kind of have to choose between them. So not having to make that decision now, people are going to be able to go directly, you know, go to the anime convention, which is called NakaCon, in March. May rolls around. They're going to be able to attend the comic convention and then next year in kansas city we're actually getting the world con which is a traveling convention that usually ends up in huge cities like helsinki finland and tokyo japan but due to its uh well i can actually just take this directly off of their website the reasoning why um they're basically going to be they're calling it mid-americon apparently i don't know uh, it's the second Mid-American. I'm not sure where the first one was, but take that with what you will. <laughs> Basically, uh, the Worldcon organizers say, and I quote, Kansas City, Missouri is cer- centrally located in the U.S., which means you can easily get there by plane, train, or automobile. Its location is especially convenient for the large populations of fans in easy driving distance. The International Airport, MCI, is only a 20-minute drive from the convention center, and hotels are plentiful. The train station is only 1.5 miles away. Come on by and enjoy what Kansas City has to offer. And then it goes on to talk about Worldcon. The World Science Fiction Convention is an international gathering of the science fiction and fantasy community. The first Worldcon was held in 1939, and the event has been an annual... Excuse me. I has been an annual since 1946 when the location cha- uh, with the location changing every year attendees come from all over the world and in the last decade the convention has been held on four different continents the reason it's a big deal that they're actually getting worldcon is that Kansas City has been bidding for this for a number of years i recall um probably back 4 years ago possibly i'm not exactly sure they were bidding for one that i believe ultimately went to Toronto Canada and it was kind of a letdown, but you know, now with this extra attention, Kansas City did finally get it. The main thing is that Worldcon brings in tons of people because this is the convention. If you've ever read a book or watched anything where any where things win Hugo Awards, well, this is actually the the venue where the Hugo Awards are held. So you got this high profile convention going to be coming down, 
And I don't know how many people it's going to bring, but I would imagine it probably will have a pretty decent turnout. I'm not 100% sure what sort of convention it's going to be. It may not, for all I know, have any, you know, very much focus on people being able to come in and buy stuff or anything like that. But it's going to be interesting to see and find out, you know, kind of what it's what's doing. That's, uh, in fact, this year and next year are going to be really dense with conventions because we've also got Conquest, which is usually around Memorial Day weekend. This year, Conquest is actually going to be having George R.R. R. Martin from the Game of Thrones series in attendance, which is a huge deal. I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of people going there to get uh, to meet him and see what he has to say. And you've also got Crypticon, which is a horror convention that they also have in Kansas City in August. And this convention usually has actors from horror movies that are fairly popular. And I can tell just from like looking at the website that they have Gunnar Hansen, who played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, attending. And a couple actors and actresses from uh, American Horror Story, like Naomi Grossman. So, it's just been interesting to kind of see why Kansas City has turned into this uh, convention hub. And, let's face it, I'm glad that it's happening. It seemed like, in the past, all the time conventions would go to St. Louis. Like, every year. All the conventions. Anime, sci-fi, good you know anything good, St. Louis. And I'm not taking a dig at St. Louis, Missouri, because St. Louis, Missouri might actually have some people that want to listen to this show on it. But... St. Louis is smaller than Kansas City. It is not doing very well on a news-related front, if you recall. <laughs> it's been having problems with crime. It's been having a lot, just a lot of issues that, honestly, they probably need conventions and stuff to get money and you know keep going, but it, it just seems like the better choice is this side of the state. And I'm happy for it. If I've, it makes me feel like I moved to the right place when I, you know, took the drive an hour and a half away from where I used to live to come up here. So, right now I'm going to actually play for you guys some uh, news clips about Planet Comic Con this past year. And these are just from local news stations and everything. You can kind of get a grasp of what the media was saying about that. And I'll be right back here shortly. They are gathering at Bartle for another day today. KBC 9's Matt Evans is live at the Planet Comic Con convention this morning. Do you, first question, I gotta ask you, do you have a favorite um, superhero? Uh, superhero, <laughs> probably not, but there are some pretty cool st things here at Planet Comic Con. We've got Star Wars <laughs> yeah. stuff. The uh, Kansas City R2 Builders Club has brought out their collection uh, this morning and uh, yesterday and Friday. Con Comic Con now uh, the third day of it uh, being here at Bartle Hall. The uh, Star Wars stuff, obviously pretty cool. We'll kind of come over here to one of my favorite things, the... Uh, the motorcycle from Indiana Jones. In my humble opinion, Indiana Jones might be one of the best trilogies of all time, and the third one, The Last Crusade, where this motorcycle, of course, was used with none other than Mr. Sean Connery, was uh, possibly one of the best movies in one of the best trilogies. Now, that's just my uh, my humble um, opinion. 
but a lot of cool stuff here at Comic-Con. If you're into comics, if you're into Star Wars, or uh, really anything, there is something for almost everyone here at Bartle Hall. It all starts at 10 o'clock this morning, runs until about uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. Today, the last day of this three-day convention. So tickets still are available if uh, you're interested in any of this stuff in this gigantic hall here in Kansas City. Reporting live, Matt Evans, KBC 9 News. Thousands of people will spend their Sunday downtown today. It's the last day for Planet Comic Con at Bartle Hall. That's where we find 41 Action News reporter Lisa Benson. Well, Janet, the doors open at 10 o'clock, so we're a little early, but it's hard to believe this multi-million dollar industry started with comic books, and today organizers are expecting more than 20,000 people to show up. Now, for those who are not familiar, it's basically a huge costume party, complete with lots of dancing, games, and photo opportunities. A lot of artists put their work on display in front of Comic-Con attendees. Serena has more than 20 orders for her on-demand comics this weekend. She tours conventions around the country and Really like stopping right here in Kansas City. Not little. It's a good medium-sized convention, so it's got a lot of good people and great artists. So I feel like I'm at home. With people. <laughs> you can start widening. Come to this. Now, shopping is also shopping is also really big during Planet Comic Con. In fact, they like to buy their props here. Take a look at this, Jenna. This is amazing. Isn't this a great waist center? I'm telling you, I, I'm not much for the costumes yet. Who knows what's going to happen later on today? I but like I would that love one. To rock this. Maybe it'll help me find my waistline again. <laughs> <laughs> again, the convention starts at 10 o'clock this morning. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Reporting live, Lisa Benson, 41 Action News. I like that costume, Lisa. It's that time of year again when uh, dressing up like Snow White or Darth Vader and walking around a, a public area is perfectly acceptable. Planet Comic Con is in town. We went down to the KC Convention Center to give you a look at what to expect. It is high noon at the Convention Center in Kansas City. And guess what? The general admission gates just opened for Comic Con. We're going to go inside and see what's here. Right, Okay, got a Hulk out, they say. It's a 1982 DeLorean, and my wife and I built a time machine out of it because we love the movie Back to the Future. All of the donations to get your picture taken here like I'm doing right now go to the Michael J. Fox Foundation. But it's so much fun, and it makes people so happy that I just kept doing it. And I, I just didn't believe it would last this long. One thing I just want to point out to you guys on the Batmobile is that it does have a battery. I'm back to one of the Mandalorian mercenaries, so it's based off of Boba Fett, so it's the whole culture of that, so it's my own custom version of uh, Boba Fett. Oh, wow. And you, sir? I am a royal guard. You are a, you are a royal guard? Yes, so I, I protect the emperor. You are protecting now the empress? Yes. Do you feel safe? Kind of. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our only hope. You could easily spend several hours here and you're in luck. Comic-Con will be here through Sunday. It'll cost you $25 and up, depending on which day you come. And for more information, you can find this story on kshb.com slash the now. So there we have it. Some big love for um, nerd conventions here in Kansas City. That's pretty much all I have for today. Just remember, check out the podcast website at anamericanviewofbritishsciencefiction.com. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. You can subscribe on Stitcher. 
Drop me some stars. Leave me some reviews. Feel free to send in some comments and questions. I will answer them on air. This was kind of a little impromptu side episode of the show where we just sort of discussed the Kansas City convention scene, how fun, how much fun Planet Comic Con is. Stay tuned. I'm actually going to be throwing down a a, a full-on write-up of the convention along with pictures that I took and some other information. And I might actually even go as far as to one of these years, take a little recorder with me and talk to some people, but we'll see how that goes. But keep your eye out for some more stuff. One thing that I forgot to mention is that on a Doctor Who front, now a couple years ago, Planet Comic Con, and I missed it because we had stuff going on, actually had some actors from the 1996 Doctor Who TV movie. We had um, Sylvester McCoy a couple years ago this past year. We actually had both Amy Ponds. Well, in August, there's another convention in Kansas City called Kansas City Comic Con, and Colin Baker's going to actually be there here in Kansas City. So if you are a a big fan of Doctor Who, you can actually go and get a couple autographs and pictures with another doctor, especially if you've already got Sylvester McCoy's. I just think it's an awesome opportunity, and it's the first year for that convention, so we'll see how it goes. But other than that, that's pretty much all I have for the show. Be sure to check back next week. We're going to be continuing our coverage of post-apocalyptic science fiction from the 80s. And that's going to be winding down, so we'll probably have some new stuff to talk about here in a couple weeks, and we'll see how that goes. This week we're going to start a new thing where I end the show with a relevant quote. And I think... This one suits us the best. This is a quote from Douglas Adams, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, wherein the quote says, Space is big. You just won't believe how vastly, hugely, mind-bogglingly big it is. I mean, you may think it's a long way down to the road to the chemists, but that's just peanuts to space. Thanks again for listening. And join me again next week for another mildly entertaining episode of An American View of British Science Fiction. My name is Stephen Kelly, and I'm signing off. Bye-bye.